Hello, I'm Sylvia Byron, host of the Good Neighbors Committee podcast, Conversations with Community. In this series, you'll hear community voices speaking about experiences with racism in Vanderhoof, a rural community in northern British Columbia, as well as shorter, action-based podcasts with information on how to challenge your biases, what some of the language means, and how to make our community safer. Essentially, how to be a good neighbor. You can find this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and on our website, goodneighbors.wordpress.com. Thanks for listening. Here we are again with our Good Neighbors Committee, and I'm sitting here with Christina Larson, who's graciously agreed to be one of our guests. So let's just jump right into it. And Christina, I'd like to ask you, what makes you, you? I feel like I'm a collection of all of my experiences in a way. And so I'm just little bits of pieces of everybody that I've been around. Because mm-hmm. I, I just kind of pick out things. I'm like, oh, I really like what they do. I want to be like that. And so I'd say I'm a little bit of all of my heroes, mm-hmm. hopefully, mixed with a lot of mistakes. <laughs> oh, very cool. And tell us a little bit about what makes you you around pride, because you've certainly inspired a lot of our community. So my experience in the community being an asexual has been fairly recent Mm -hmm. because I just came out, I think, when I was 26 or 27, shortly after a pretty serious relationship ended. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to figure out that I was asexual because when you are asexual, what it means is you just don't have that attraction Mm-hmm. And you're just, it can, it's on a very big spectrum. So mm-hmm. for me on that spectrum where I fit is I'm not really sexually attracted to individuals mm-hmm. and I'm not really big into sex, which mm-hmm. has been really a weird place to fall because as a straight person, because I'm still technically straight as mm-hmm. I'm still like more, my preference is men mm-hmm. as partners. But as a straight person, it's a weird place to fall because growing up, I had always learned that my my greatest act of love that I could ever commit to somebody or share with somebody is sex, which has been really difficult for me to sit with mm-hmm. because I, I, I enjoy like giving my partner that, mm-hmm. but I don't find a lot of fulfillment in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find it more... In different ways, I find it through, like, some types of physical touch that just aren't sexual Mm -hmm. and sensual and things like that. And and it's different because the the feedback that you get as an asexual is just different. Mm -hmm. It's it's not like, oh, you're gay. It's more like, oh, you're broken. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't have sex Mm -hmm. and maybe you should go to a sex therapist Mm -hmm. or maybe you're on bad medications Mm -hmm. I think that you should go to a doctor Mm -hmm. and so I come across a situation where I don't really fit I don't feel like I fit in the queer community because I don't face the same kind 
of harassment that they do. What has your experience been in Vanderhoof with that and, and for standing up for the LGBTQ plus plus queer community? It's been different. I've had some people mm -hmm. that come to me and they're like, you know what, I'm not really comfortable with you mm -hmm. saying you're queer. Mm -hmm. I've had some people come to me and kind of say, you shouldn't be spearheading this because you're not queer enough, which feels, it makes me feel really insecure mm -hmm. in like being called asexual because mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like I identify with it mm -hmm. and I feel it in my bones, in my heart, in my mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. I've found a lot of support within my own family, mm -hmm. which has been really great because not a lot of people have that. Mm -hmm. And what about the straight community in Vanderhoof, the people that may not be comfortable with anything identified as queer? When it comes to the straight people, I still feel a little bit different mm -hmm. in the way that I feel like I can never be loved by a straight person. Mm -hmm. I feel like they won't understand or I won't be enough mm -hmm. because I am asexual. Mm -hmm. And this is really difficult for me because I enjoy close friendships and I'm like, I still want a partner. What would help for people to understand about asexuality if they have somebody in the world struggling with it? What do you want people to know? I want them to know it's a spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's not just one thing. Because when I started as asexual or identifying myself, I had to watch a few videos. Mm -hmm. Because my only experience with asexuality was learning that in science class when mm -hmm. you're learning about, like, cells. Mm -hmm. I didn't really even know that it applied to people. So I was probably 25 and then I struggled with it mm -hmm. and sat with it and, and until I could finally sit with it mm -hmm. and be like, you know what, this is just what I am. Mm -hmm. I think it would be helpful if people understood that being asexual doesn't mean that you're always sex repulsed. And it's okay to feel like you don't want sex and to not be attracted to people, even though that's the norm. And even though you see that in like the movies and the books and the magazines, and I never understood that growing up. Mm -hmm. I just thought that's, is just Hollywood. Hollywood is just making all this stuff up. Of mm -hmm. course, teenagers aren't actually like that. Mm -hmm. And people aren't actually like that in real life. And I guess I just want people to know especially other people who might think that they're asexual, that it is a spectrum. Because some people who are asexual can, you know, they can have sex positive experiences. Mm -hmm. And some people who are asexual might just do it to please their partners. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay mm -hmm. if that's their way of sharing their love with somebody else. What would have been helpful growing up as a teenager is to see that diversity within and to learn about it other than in science class around cells? I think it would have helped me a lot from avoiding quite a few relationships mm -hmm. because I really did think I was broken. Mm -hmm. And um, I really struggled with that. And I had like my own little diary that I hid from my partners. I would write in it and then be like, you know what, I'm broken. And he says this and, mm -hmm. you know, he wants like, sex all the time mm -hmm. and and he would guilt me into it and push me into it and mm -hmm. 
And you don't have to be guilted. You don't have to be pushed into these things because it's okay to not be really into it. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not feel like you match up with everybody else when it comes to their sex drive, when it comes mm -hmm. to their attraction. Just don't feel like you're broken. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like you don't, I hope you don't feel like you don't fit in. Because you do, you do. You belong in that queer community in your own strange ways and you belong in that straight community in your own strange ways. If someone were to move to Vanderhoof, what do you think their experience and their would be in the LGBT community or they're struggling with the similar things, what do you think that would be helpful for them to know? You know what? There's a lot more allies than you think in Vanderhoof. Because I used to think Vanderhoof was totally like very homophobic but as i've come out and i've as i've started to like explore the queer community by like starting a pride event or doing something like that i've found so many allies coming out of the woodwork mm -hmm. i haven't found a ton of people who feel safe enough to mm -hmm. actually come out and be like hey i am bisexual hey i'm pansexual mm -hmm. i've met a few but there is safe places here. Mm -hmm. You just have to find them. How do you find them? I found putting myself out there has brought an amazing response from mm -hmm. the community. Mm -hmm. I thought that I would, I don't know, I thought that I would receive hate mail mm -hmm. or things. Because that's just the sort of thing I grew up with in mm -hmm. Vanderhoof. But there are people out there. I think maybe the trick to finding them is just finding a safe person to come out to. Mm -hmm. Find just one person. Mm -hmm. And that one person usually will know another person. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny how it grows and it kind of builds that way because that's kind of how I met one person who introduced me to one person and and as I came out and was more public about it, which I understand isn't safe for everybody mm -hmm. and isn't even an option for some people, but for those people that you can come out to, you'll find a lot of people coming out back to you because mm -hmm. there's so many people that are actually on this starburst mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does your ultimate Vanderhoof look like? It looks welcoming enough to attract young people because I think that's what the problem is. I think that our younger generations are growing up and they're growing up more accepting because so many of them are receiving this education and they're like, they understand that they're on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And that is why I think they say Vanderhoof is 10 to 15 years behind, honestly, mm -hmm. is because we scare off so many of our young, diverse people mm -hmm. at such a young age because we aren't welcoming enough there's not enough people that just are able to be allies mm -hmm. or they just don't have that opportunity to express mm -hmm. that so my alternate vanderhoof has a good mix of the older generation and the younger generation where both can feel safe where mm -hmm. both can feel respected bringing those diverse people like racial, sexual, wh wherever they come from. That's what we need. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And what we know is that when you have a diverse population and people feel safe and accepted and welcome, 
communities flourish. Communities are more stable. Communities um, have um, a much more vibrant economy. It can affect all parts of a community when people feel safe and welcome and not judged. So my next question is just what do you think is one step further down that safety to be able to keep our kids and keep that young population here? I think it actually might come down to the allies. Mm -hmm. What can they do? I think, and I've seen this a bit more, I think sharing that message, especially with their children and teaching their children to love and accept all these people Mm -hmm. that are different than them might be the key because although people could say that, oh, that responsibility falls upon the queer people, if this LGBTQ2S plus community doesn't feel safe, they're not going to be able to start that movement. And they might need someone who has more privilege to actually do that. So... And, and I see, see that and hear that. And what would you say to somebody who is just a little bit scared as an ally, feeling uncomfortable or unsure, knowing that they're not sure how they feel, but they're open to maybe learning? So how do you help people move into that little space of, of learning and stretching, which can be uncomfortable? I think maybe understanding that someone you know is on that starburst. Mm-hmm. Someone you know is there. You just don't know it. Mm-hmm. And taking the time to read about it, I think, is a big thing. I know it sounds like very school teachery, mm. like you need to educate yourself, but it is a big piece. Mm. Even I have met like other people and I'm like, oh, this person is trans. Mm. I don't know very much about this. I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of becoming a strong ally is knowing what you're standing for and where's your favorite place to go to to learn i hate to say the internet (laughs) (laughs) but i like reading people's experiences Mm -hmm. and so for me to understand it i've like watched some movies Mm -hmm. like of lgbtq couples Mm -hmm. and i think just taking it in and being like, you know what? This is totally normal. This is just as part of life and love is expanding. Love is bigger than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. And as somebody else who grew up in Vanderhoof, I also believe that we may be a little bit behind, but we're getting there. And there's lots of people who want to be allies. And there's lots of people who I believe have just been uncomfortable and they haven't wanted to open that spot for whatever reason. And I believe that we can invite them in and say, hey, let's have a conversation. And you may not agree with me, and we don't have to agree, but let's have a conversation. Um, and and as, as you say, love is big now. And, and love is love, and we have a right to be able to um, express ourselves in a safe way. I want to leave you with the last statement. Okay. What do you want to say to those people in, out there in Vanderhoof that may be listening to this? I can see that Vanderhoof is trying. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that a lot in the past couple months, even on Facebook. And we do see you as allies. Mm-hmm. We really do. And it means so, so much to 
Because you give strength to people in the LGBTQ community. You give strength to other allies. I started as an ally and I didn't always used to be an ally. I just used to be one of those people who was, I don't understand those alphabet people, Mm -hmm. you know, and I grew and I learned and I became an ally and I learned even more and was like, oh my God, (laughs) I belong to this community. Mm -hmm. And, and belonging is a really important piece is that we have a right to belong to a community and we have a right to identify with the community. And I so appreciate you helping us help Vanderhoof maybe stretch to help people feel more that they belong here because they belong here. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. The Good Neighbors Committee came into being more than 20 years ago in response to a desire to address racism and encourage the celebration of diversity in the community of Vanderhoof. Funding to support the work of the volunteers on the Good Neighbors Committee has come from federal programs such as Canadian Heritage, provincial programs such as Welcome BC, Organizing Against Racism and Hate, and Resilience BC, and regional grants from Northern Health and the Regional District of Balkley-Nachaco. The Good Neighbors Committee is made up of a dedicated group of volunteers, each bringing their own experiences, backgrounds, and talents to the group. We have done community education projects using theater, visual arts, dance, cooking, newspaper articles, community surveys, playwriting, cookbooks, and more. We invite you to join us on our current project, Podcasts with a Purpose. We will share a 30-minute podcast interview with a local person sharing their experiences of what it's like to live in Vanderhoof. We will follow that interview podcast with a shorter action podcast to offer listeners tools and tips for addressing racism and celebrating diversity. We hope you will join us.